0: To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Hi, I'm Scott Jacobs. Join me as I chat with my pals who come from all walks of Disney life, including cast members, comedians, photographers, chefs, musicians, choreographers, and Broadway friends who have worked on stage and behind the scenes. We'll talk attractions, shows, food, characters, tips and tricks for planning your trip and navigating the parks, and more. Welcome to The Mouse and Me. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here and supporting The Mouse and Me. I am glad you are here. I hope you enjoyed part one of my interview with Dennis. Actually, I'm sure you did because you're here to listen to part two, so welcome back. This week, Dennis and I talk about how technology has changed on Broadway, MJ the musical, who inspires him, and the best advice he received and gives We also have a great time playing Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and As the Nose Grows, Pinocchio true or False, and we talk about his recent trip to Walt Disney World. I had a great time chatting and catching up with Dennis, and I hope you enjoy part two of our conversation. From your Broadway debut to Aladdin, we know that there's been a huge change in technology. How has Mm -hmm. it changed the way shows are run on Broadway?
1: Huh. I think that's a good question. I mean, yeah, technology does change, right? Um, you know, microphones get smaller, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the right. little, you know, everything gets smaller. Uh, uh, I know that we have some, some sort of uh, sets move, maybe not on tracks, but all with Bluetooth technology. You know, I think that we use that as well in our, in our shows and it's ever evolving and ever changing. When you go to see something like Phantom with the with the chandelier dropping, somehow that's still exciting. But there are so much more technical things now that that happen in shows that I mean, we have fireworks going off on stage. You know, we have. Right. I, I was in uh, when when I was in uh, a very short lived show called Leap of Faith. I mean, it rained on stage, and we had to dance in the rain. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how things evolve technically. Uh, with shows. But there's also something to be said for the shows that don't have a lot of technical elements as well. Like a one set deal. (laughs) Like
0: Come From Away. uh,
1: Yeah, Come From Away. I think those shows really still hold up, which is what the beauty of Broadway is. So you can go and see a spectacle like Wicked or Aladdin or, or Lion King. But you could also see those other things as well. But yeah, certainly. I mean, technology absolutely affects those kinds of shows and it's exciting it's always exciting to see uh, what new shows are going to come up with when it comes to um, technology but uh, and, you know not all not all shows require those kinds of things and you know and with technology also comes glitches also comes you know the, the soundboard coming going out you know you know right, things right. like that so the more dependent you get upon technology you know you, there's there's something to be said about that as well but Things with lighting, lighting also changes. Yeah, it's interesting, and and just because you know I've been in the same show now for for eight years, I haven't really had the opportunity to. See, I mean, I've seen some. Oh my god, uh, if people could see MJ the musical,
0: what a great show!
1: Ooh, that's a good show. Yeah, it is in every way and te- technically uh, as well. You know the the sound is something that I took notice for.
0: It was unbelievable. Like, it shook you.
1: Like, almost like a rock concert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that was noticeable when I saw it. I was like, wow, this sound is fantastic. It's just, you know, you made you feel, you know. And when all of those things are in concert, right, when, 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 it, when, it, when you can see the collaborative nature of a show, whether you like it or not, whether it's your cup of tea or not, the best shows to me are the ones where everybody is on the same page. And that means the director and choreographer, or they happen to be, the, 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 the choreography, the direction, the lighting, the, the the sound, when that is all collaborative and together, it makes for a very powerful experience. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got off <laughs> from your question, but...
0: No, 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 it's fine. Uh, um, <laughs> what really struck Tracy and me um, about MJ was the scene where he started singing, and, and hopefully this won't ruin it for those listeners out there who haven't seen it, but go and see the show. What really stuck with us was when the character of Michael Jackson started to sing thriller, but as a ballad. Yeah. And taking those same lyrics and thinking of the father. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like right now the hair is standing up on yeah. my arms just yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. And
1: the, you know, and the conceit in the show is nothing really new, but the way that they do it is fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's brilliant. And, uh, I think it's, it's, you know, if I were to, to, to recommend a show, I would definitely tell people to see that, especially if you're a Michael Jackson fan. Oh, for sure. But all that to say, you know, the use of technology, you know, in that show, even just with the sound, um, I'm not sure that you can get that kind of sound, like even like 10 years ago, you know? So clearly technology has advanced right. to be able to produce that kind of sound that they need, like this sort of like concert, you know, stadiums. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but it was like amazing.
0: So Dennis, who and what inspires you?
1: Wow, that's a good question. You know, I'm inspired by talent, uh, you know, and now, you know, we're in a time where we, we have so much access to, to, to watch people's talents, whether it's like YouTube or, you know, or Instagram, and social media, I get inspired by that, by especially young people. When you see God given talent, uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, when, a, when a child, when you hear a child I mean, Michael Jackson was a, was a, is a prime example, right? When he, how did he, how could he know how to sing like that? You know, that there's something that is above us all, that, that mm-hmm. he was blessed with that kind of talent. And I love just seeing people who are good at what they do, do what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always, and sometimes I'll get down a rabbit hole with even some singer on, on Instagram and who are, who's playing for themselves or, or, or doing their own tracks and, and, and things like that. I, I get very inspired by all that, you know, um, people who just do what they do well and whether right. they're famous or not, it doesn't matter. I love that we are, you know, that it's the, it's the, you know, the, the blessings and the curse of, of, of technology and, and, and social media and all those things. But the good parts of it is that you get access to, you know, these many people who are talented. There are many people, who maybe don't want to be famous in any kind of way maybe this is just what they do they do what they do and so i love that we have access to those things um and um yeah you know that you know to me there's nothing like seeing a broadway show i mean i i just i still get the same feelings when i go to see a show i you know and whether you whether it's your cup of tea or not there's just there's something about a live Broadway experience that is to me is just like no other. So I get very inspired when I go to see shows still and I don't get the opportunity to see them often. I try to as much as possible, but I get a lot of inspiration from, uh, we just recently recently saw Hadestown and to see mm. somebody like Andre De Shields who was just a, a legend who was approaching 80 years old, but God, just the, the sheer presence that he has that is really not teachable you just you just see It's there's a the way that he walks across the stage very slowly all you're doing is watching to see what he's doing that's very inspiring to me you know Mm -hmm. so I love watching other artists do what they do I mean that's that's always very very inspiring
0: what's the best piece of advice you've received
1: (laughs) well there's a lot uh I think probably authenticity is, is huge and how you can use your life experience to bring to your art is important. And through it all, there are going to be many times in this business, most times when you are told no, and it, what you do with that information is, 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 is what's important because we have to realize that 90% of the time, it is not about our talent, <laughs> right? Um, it is how you sort of fit in this mold of this crazy business that we're in. And that these opportunities don't, you cannot control, but you can control yourself. So you should always be working on yourself, whether that be your craft, whether that be your self, you know your literal self, you should always be be open to learn something. Is I think is the best advice, um, and fail forward, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Not to the challenge is to is to is this this fear of failure, and instead of having it inspire you to move on, not to have it debilitate you. That's very challenging. Um, especially in this business, but just in life, I think it is. Right. And so, you know, you have to fail forward and you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable m- most of the time as an artist, especially. And how do you do that? And I don't, I don't have specific ways. It's different for everyone, but I think, you know, you have to keep this thing, your mind, <laughs> in order. If you mm-hmm. are to this as a, as a profession, because your mind is going to talk to you many times and sometimes you're not, you're not going to like what it says. And so it's like, well, what do you do with that information? And so whatever you need to do to strengthen your mind and to, and to quell those voices who tell you that you can't do something or that you're not good enough or, you know, all those things, it's a, it's a constant, constant process that you have to be willing to do. And that can only make you better as a person, not just in this business, but also better just as a, as a regular person as well. Right. Um, so and I, that seems a little convoluted, but I, but I, you know, or very Oprah like, but I, I really, <laughs> you know, I, I, really do believe that, 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 that you have to work on, on this and, and, and live life. Don't have it just be about show business because this, your life experiences is what you bring to your art, And so, you know, I get back to what I said in, in, in the beginning. People want authentic. People know, exa- people know when you are not authentic. You, you, you could just tell. And I tell kids, when you walk into the room, when you walk into an audition room, you have to bring as much as your, well, really all of your authentic self. And you have to find out who that is and what that is as well. So this is a journey, right? right. Some people get in touch with that earlier. Some people get in touch with that later. Mm-hmm. But you always have to be open to learn. So I think that that's good advice.
0: Mm, so well said. Just beautiful.
1: Yeah. Never, never, never get based where you think that you, you got it down and you know everything because there's somebody who knows more than you. Right.
0: <laughs> right?
1: right. Like I always say, I, I, I've, I've done less than some, but more than most. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I, I still am as an artist, you have to be, you have to be open. You you have to practice, open your spirit and it's practice. You have to practice doing it. When you have those, those voices whispering in your head that you can't, you can't, you're not, you don't deserve blah, blah, blah. blah. You have to practice telling them to shut up. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's hard. It's, it's, it's difficult to do, you know? So in whatever way you need to do that, is, 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 uh, that's what I think anyway.
0: Well, I love your thoughts. Thank you. During every interview, I like to play some games with my guests. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about playing some games, Dennis? I feel great. Let's, let's go. The first game we're going to play is Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I'm All going right. to name three things, and you have to rank them from favorite to least favorite. Are you ready? Okay. Friend Like Me, Prince Ali, One Jump Ahead. I think they're
1: in the, in the order.
0: Oh, I, I put them in the right order. Yeah, I
1: think they're in the right order. And you know what one you left out was Arabian Nights? That one I might put at the top.
0: Okay, so which would you replace?
1: I would say, and not that I don't that I don't like, but we're doing the top three. I think Arabian Nights to me in our show is my favorite moment because it it's the first time that you that it that it reveals the world of 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 the show, um, and it's just like this colorful, amazing. Moment. I, I I I tend to love openings of, of shows mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. So I would say Arabian Nights, then Friend Like Me, and then Prince Ali.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh huh. And I, I know you just went on a trip to Walt Disney World. So yes. Animal Kingdom, Epcot, uh-huh. Hollywood Studios. Epcot. Epcot's number one?
1: Epcot's number one. We did not go to, I didn't get to go to Animal Kingdom, unfortunately.
0: Okay, so then let's um, replace that with Magic Kingdom.
1: Uh, and Magic Kingdom, I did not go to either.
0: <laughs> okay, well then just Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I only Epcot. went
1: to Epcot and Hollywood. Okay. And Epcot definitely would be my uh, more favorite choice. I think that Epcot is more geared towards adults in some in a, in a way. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one. It, it, it still had some rides. I think that um, isn't in Ratatouille at Epcot. Yes, it is. It's in France.
0: Yes, it is. Um, Wasn't that just fun?
1: Amazing. I, it, it's amazing. These 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 rides now talk about technology. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that's incredible the way that they do these. That's a sort of 3D moment where you're not really. I mean, I, I hope I'm not giving it away. But I mean, you're not really going anywhere. But the way that they, they, you know, have the the thing that you're in, you know, that you're sitting in, move with the, you know, the, yes, the what's yes. happening on the screen. I, I think it's amazing. And then you know, it, it's, it's squirting water and it's you know, some <laughs> air and things like that. Um, I think it's incredible. It, um,
0: it's phenomenal.
1: It really is so, but I I enjoyed Epcot. You know, Hollywood was um, was also fun, it, you know, in its own way.
0: Did you do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? Because that's a similar we technology.
1: We did. Yep, that was the first ride that we went on. Nice. That was the very first ride. We did that one because that's kind of like right when you walk in, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like right. Yeah, it's and so, in front uh, of you. Yes, so we 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 did that one was first. But, yeah, but I, I enjoyed them both for, for different reasons. But I think Epcot and, you know, I don't know if I should say this, but, you know, Epcot, you can get drinks.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> and drink around the world, which, you know, which makes it a, a little bit more, you know, we, we went to we tried to uh, we knew that Ratatouille was going to be uh, crowded. So we, we got there right when the park opened, which is like 830. Mm-hmm. We went straight there. And right afterwards, this, you know, here's we're in France, so let's get some champagne. Let's just start. <laughs>
0: let's get it started. <laughs>
1: so it's it's nine a.m. and so here we go. <laughs> you know, by by noon, I was like, oh god, I think I have to. We have to slow down a little bit. You know,
0: where but did you stay it. when you went?
1: We stayed at the Saratoga Springs Resort. Okay. Uh, and we stayed in the treehouse villas there uh, at the Saratoga Springs Resort.
0: So and when you was, got to Epcot, you didn't do the Skyliner. Then you got to the front like no. from a bus.
1: Yes, we we yeah we got a they they had a shuttle. We actually got a private shuttle from uh, our villa to Epcot. Nice uh, Hollywood. We actually took a public shuttle, uh, which took about I don't know, a half an hour, forty five minutes maybe to get to the park. Okay, um, and we were able to take shuttles also back to uh, the resort.
0: Okay. As well, so, so, well uh, I, I asked because like, if you take a shuttle, then it probably, it drops you at the front of the park. Yes. So you had to walk through the entire park at opening to get to Ratatouille.
1: We did. We had mm-hmm. to walk because it because, yes, you're right. Because France is, is pretty much at the other end.
0: Now, did you so, have a long wait since you got there right at the beginning? Because I know no, they opened both sides at once, like the Skyliner side and the front.
1: Yeah, no, it was probably about one of our shorter waits. I would say it was probably about a half an hour, maybe.
0: Oh, that's not bad.
1: So it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, just on that too, I think that the, you know, the, the, the line waiting is a whole nother culture, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that that's for a lot of people, I think that that's might be part of the experience. Oh, but, for you know, sure it is. The wait on the line, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully it's not too long, but you know, I guess, you know, you, you start talking to people, you start making friends, you start, you know, the, the, the kids are, 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 are excited and and stuff so it's it's um it was interesting i i had been I, the last time i had been to the parks was as a child so i don't really have any vivid memories of of disney world so this time that we went was really um you know i, I learned a lot you know sure. uh, and, and and of course how they do it post covid as well is a whole nother you know a thing challenge you know that they right. had. but i'll tell you what there was a lot of people there there's a lot of people um and um yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was great.
0: Now what what I like now what what, what they're doing with most of the cues is they're interactive, and as you're weaving your way through the ratatouille one, the wallpaper itself. Like if you really look at that wallpaper, the the Eiffel Tower is made up of a piece Correct. of cheese, and there's yes. forks and knives, and just yes. really interesting things to yeah. see while you're working your way through.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that other ride that I loved? Uh it was at at Cot and you fly. What uh Soren. Soarin.
0: Isn't that wow. beautiful?
1: Oh my god.
0: Amazing. I love those scents that you get throughout that. It
1: was I really was kind of like <laughs> I I had I had to hold on to, <laughs> to, both, <laughs> to both of them. The handles because I was like, oh wow, this is like it's really incredible. Yeah, it um, is. Do you remember where you sat? We sat in the front because I I remember uh, or row one at least because our our uh, our father uh, my father in law was wanted us to sit. There's about. I think there's about eight of us, eight or nine of us. And so we got to sit in the very front so you don't see people's feet dangling. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The the best place to sit. That's the best. Especially if you can get in the middle section in the front because you're the highest. And oh, yeah. I feel like we were,
1: you know, but it was definitely that was a highlight, too. I love that. too. Yeah, I really enjoyed Epcot more uh, than Hollywood.
0: Now, is that the booze talking? Maybe,
1: (laughs) maybe so. Um, All
0: right, so I have another Huey Dewey and Louie for you. Okay, I have have, uh, mm, there are four more. Okay, for your revivals, Annie. Well, I think I know the answer to this one. Annie, Man of La Mancha, wonderful town.
1: Oh, in order, huh? You know that's a. Well, Man of La Mancha would be number one just because of what we talked about, you know? Sure.
0: Um,
1: I really loved Wonderful Town as well. That was a great show. This is a hard one because I really love them all.
0: Um, and, and, and and that's the thing. You, you can love them all. You know, it's not yeah. like, okay, which one do you hate? You know, it's not even on the list. No, like, no, no. I,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it would be Man of La Mancha... Wonderful Town Annie, but, but really not like I, 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 <laughs> I enjoy them all for different, w- different reasons. Sure. You know, and also I, shows like Wonderful Town and Annie are not shows that I've really pictured myself in, <laughs> you know, and you know, we, we box ourselves in and we are certainly put in a box when we are in this, with this business. Um, but I never, I could sort of be like, okay, I see I'm sort of rugged looking and, you know, I I sort of fit the bill of, you know, of that, but Wonderful Town was a complete surprise. Um, I was a replacement in that show with somebody who got injured and, uh, and Annie also was slightly out of the blue as well. You know, I played Lieutenant Warden in that in that show, which is traditionally done by a like, he's like an Irish cop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I don't have anybody's Irish accent. So I, I, I <laughs> when I went to the audition, I said, I'm from Long Island, I'm gonna do a New York accent. And I got the gig.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So, <laughs> so they were all great experiences working with the kids and who are all grown up now. I mean, that was 10 years ago. It's crazy. That was 10 years ago. And those kids were kids, and now they're all in college and grown and onto other careers. And Sadie Sink, who's on uh, 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 Stranger Things. <laughs> she was one of the Annie alternates. She's oh, like gosh. a star, you know. Uh, Lila Crawford, you know, went on to she was Red Riding Hood and Into the Woods movie, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it was interesting to 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 be in that show, and it's you know, in that show it's not really about the adults so much; it's all about the kids. So right, right. <laughs> and Wonderful Town was just a, a really well-crafted. Kathy Marshall is so good at that style of show and she really did an amazing job. It was very fun. Um,
0: so now, from your original Broadway productions, Leap of mm-hmm. Faith, Shrek, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels.
1: Oh, God. Also, these are hard.
0: <laughs> well, the next one is the toughest.
1: Okay. How? <laughs> okay, Let me. let me... Do this disclaimer. You know, original (laughs) Broadway shows are are difficult to do and they're challenging to do because you are trying to have something be artistically and commercially successful, Mm -hmm. right? And like I said before, you never know what people are going to take to and what they aren't and it depends on so many things it depends on um god i'm sorry about that no okay. you're fine okay Jeez, they're taking garbage out or something and so when i think of processes like shrek you know that was a long process uh to get to, get to do with a lot of moving parts and a lot of things leap of faith was Eight years in the making. I mean, I, I the first reading of that I did maybe eight years prior to that. Wow. Um, uh, what was the other show you said?
0: Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels.
1: Oh, great. Well, I that I wasn't part of the. I was a uh, replacement in that. I was one of the first replacements in Dirty Rotten.
0: Oh, okay. Scoundrels.
1: but also a fantastic show that was. Um, but to see something from its inception to you know to Broadway. Is is a is a you know everyone should do everyone should do an original Broadway show and everybody should do a flop <laughs> in their career to get a well rounded, uh, uh, just a well more a well rounded perspective about how this business works. Sure. Um. So I guess if I were to put them in order, I would say. Hmm. Shrek was the hardest process. But I have a soft place in my heart for Leap of Fate. So I'm going to say Leap of Fate, Shrek, and then Dirty Rhyme. Okay. Yeah.
0: Next, Gene Kelly, Gregory Hines, Fred Astaire.
1: Gregory Hines is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Astaire, then Gene Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Gregory, and- Hines, Gregory Hines is who I wanted to be. When I was in my younger days, Um, he just did it all. You know, he Mm -hmm. danced. I mean, just like a genius. Um, He sang and I I mean, he was he was just somebody who I wanted to be.
0: And he was great at all three.
1: Oh, uh, everything
0: like a a true triple threat. So true. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. One of the early ones, too, when we we didn't really realize what they were. You know what I mean? He was and I don't they just don't make them like that anymore, it seems. He was fantastic.
0: Here's the most difficult Huey Dewey and Louie. Okay. Tap dancing with me in New York. Tap ah. dancing with me on a cruise ship. Ah. Not tap dancing with me.
1: <laughs> I think I think you you said the order that they should be
0: in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to tell you, um, you know, that photo that that I found that that I sent you, what, a a couple of months ago of you, me, and Darren? Yeah. Darren and I could not, when we saw you on that ship, we were beside ourselves. We could not believe that it was you. We were just so happy just because we got to (laughs) hang out with you more and we danced and we just had a great time. Yeah. And it was just such a, a small sliver of time, yet it's such a, that, a, a good memory for me.
1: That was, uh, I was in that review show, right? Is that what what, what we did? Yes. It was, right, uh, with some, you know, they were all older people, a lot of whom have passed by now, too. And I was replacing somebody in that show. Uh, one of my, that was one of my first cruise ship experiences working. Right. God, that was a long time ago, huh?
0: Yeah, it was. That was in 2000. Gosh, 22 <laughs> years ago. Jeez. But you and I look the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I think we should play one more game. What do you okay.
1: think? Sure.
0: All right. So this game is called as the nose grows Pinocchio, true or false? Got it. I'm going to give you a statement and you have to tell me whether you think that statement is true or false. Got it. All right. The Magic Carpets of Aladdin attraction is located in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. True or false? There are two other versions of this attraction at Disney parks around the world.
1: I'm going to say true.
0: It is true. There's the Flying Carpets of Agrabah in Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris, and there's Jasmine's Flying Carpets at Tokyo Disney Sea. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh.
1: Both of which I haven't been, but I guessed true.
0: <laughs> you, did, you guessed correctly. All right. Number two. One of the oldest surviving Broadway venues, the New Amsterdam Theater, opened in 1903 and is the oldest operating theater on Broadway. The building is also on the National Register of Historic Places. Now, true or false, Aladdin is the third Disney production to call this theater home. False. Do you have another guess? (laughs)
1: Third
0: Disney production? Third Disney production. That is false. Is it? Yes. I I know Lion King opened there Yes, in ninety seven, and then Mary Correct. Poppins opened in two thousand. You're
1: King David.
0: King David. King David. Get out. Well, I apologize. <laughs> really? Well, well, when short did that? Run? Uh
1: I don't know the I don't know the the years, but it was short, it was short lived. But King David ran at the New Amsterdam Theater.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that.
1: Yes, sir. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to recycle this and use it in another interview then with that information. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes, you can, you, can, you can look that up. But well, that's I, have,
0: I have three more. Let's hope that, that I didn't mess those up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Disney Theatrical Productions, also known as Disney on Broadway, was founded in 1993 and has produced a host of Disney musicals on Broadway. True or false? The highest number of Disney musicals to run on Broadway at the same time is four. At the same time. False. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) So. I'm
1: really not doing great.
0: No, 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 no. I'm not doing great. So you have, uh,
1: I remember Aladdin, Frozen, Lion King,
0: I wrote all these out on a sheet of paper. It drove me nuts trying to figure this out. Okay,
1: good. So I don't feel bad.
0: No, 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 no. It took me forever. So Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Tarzan, and Mary Poppins, all of those ran towards the end of 2006 and part of 2007.
1: That's, you're right.
0: And then there were a whole bunch of shows, like there were a bunch of like three shows that ran at any given time.
1: Yes, that was. I'm thinking of that's Lion King, uh, Aladdin,
0: and Frozen. True. That's okay. The next one, Princess Jasmine is the youngest of all Disney princesses. True or false? Oh, false. That is correct. It is false. Princess Jasmine is sixteen. Belle is seventeen. Rapunzel from Tangled is 18, but the youngest Disney princess is Snow White, 14 years old. Okay, right. Crazy. I didn't know
1: who it was, but I, yeah.
0: All right. The last, As the Nose Grows. Okay. Composer Alan Menken is one of 16 people to have won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony, also known as an EGOT. EGOT. Mm-hmm. True or false? His scores and songs for The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Pocahontas have each won him two Academy Awards. Have each won him Mm -hmm. two Academy Awards. True. It is true. In (laughs) addition to his eight Academy Awards, two for each of those, Alan Menken has a Tony Award, 11 Grammy Awards, seven Golden Globe Awards, and a Daytime Emmy Award. He is such a slacker.
1: I mean, what a hack, that guy.
0: Huh? <laughs> no kidding, I mean, right?
1: Yeah, he's he's incredible, Alan. And now, I, I don't know if you know, you know, Alan wrote the score for Leap of Faith as well.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that. It, it must have been such a treat to work with him, yeah?
1: Oh, it always is. You know, it, it, he's, he's such a legend. You know, and he, what a dear man as well, um, uh, just a real true artist. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have a a, a a piece of music signed by him, right right up here for Leap of Faith as well.
0: Oh, that's um, pretty cool.
1: And I I remember I, I there was one, I had one singing line in the show that held up for years and years and years and years, and even to me, even to the, when we got to Broadway, it held up. And he he took that that line and he framed it and signed it
0: for me oh that's really nice yeah
1: so uh you don't get any better than that really
0: <laughs> and <then Alan> <laughs> now at <laughs> what point in the process for aladdin did he hand the reins over to the conductor
1: oh early on you know he works with you know michael Kazarin is his, his sort of his right hand man he's been there with him through you know like hercules and uh from hercules on um, Okay. so uh, Kaz is uh, is what we call him. You know, I've worked with Kaz many, many, many times, and that's his right hand man. You know, the Alan doesn't really c- conduct anymore, but he's he's certainly there to to change things and rewrite songs. You know, uh, J- uh, Jasmine's song when we were in Toronto, she did a, a different song that wasn't really. It had to be sort of her "I Want" song. If, if your your listeners know what a "I Want" song is. In the beginning of a musical, it's usually the main character singing a, a, a song about what they want or need, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it's it's common for for pretty much every musical. Um, and her "I Want" song was just not really working, um, and so Alan wrote another song in between Toronto and New York, which is the song that we sing now, uh, that she sings now.
0: Um, and, and what's that song?
1: It's called "Palace Walls."
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: um, and she's basically saying. You know, she wants to get out from behind these palace walls that she lives in. Um, beautiful song. Um, yeah, so he's, I mean, it's incredible to, to, to be in the room with somebody like that who is just so, who just knows so much, you know, about this medium, you know, right. um, of musical theater.
0: Well, Dennis, thank you for playing those games with me, and thank you for correcting me. I, I truly appreciate that, and, and I, I'm serious. I'm going to recycle that question.
1: Please do. I, I want to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that uh, – hold on. I'm just going to – while we are here, I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> okay. Broadway, right, and Wikipedia – Well, it was a concert. So maybe you were right. Hmm. It was a concert version.
0: But it was at the New Amsterdam Theater.
1: It was the production, was presented as the inaugural production at Disney's newly renovated New Amsterdam Theater. A nine performance limited run in May of 1997.
0: But if it was in that theater, and that theater is on Broadway, and it played, then... That's a Broadway show. Yeah,
1: I, I, it, it was a concert, but you know, it was a concert. But I, but I, but I do remember that that was there.
0: Okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad you told me about that. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So I like to end each interview with the Disney Fab Five questions in honor of Mickey Mini. May- Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. Now, for our interview, I'm changing these questions up just a little bit because it seems most appropriate. Okay. The first question, if you could ask any Disney character a question, who would you ask and what would you ask?
1: Uh Uh-huh. I think I would ask Jafar in the movie, I think that Jafar was was transfixed on Jasmine. In the Broadway show, Jafar is more transfixed on power. Mm-hmm. So I would ask him why that is, okay. and I don't know why that is, but I just know that it's different. So what what changed his mind? What what what's, you know? I mean, Jasmine was part of the power, I guess, but. He's really concentrated on, on being the sultan in the Broadway show. So why?
0: Okay. <laughs> if you could have one special quality of any Disney character, what would it be?
1: Hmm. I think, I mean, I guess this is going to sound cliche, but if I could be the genie and be able to grant people's wishes that would be a cool thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, it would be, (laughs) especially if they really, you know, if they really needed something that would change their lives for good. Sure.
0: And that, that, that's such a, a, an interesting answer because that actually brings me to the last three questions, which fall Mm -hmm. under one umbrella Uh following the same rules. If you can have three wishes granted with the rub of the genie's lamp, What would they be? Wow,
1: um, peace in the world, peace, clarity in our thinking and happiness. How about that? Mm.
0: nice for
1: everyone because we all deserve that we do peace clarity and happiness
0: you know dennis you mentioned earlier about being in the moment and being present and for the past hour and change i have enjoyed every moment that we have spent together and i just thank you so (laughs) much just you're you're so insightful and you're so inspirational and i I mentioned it during my intro, after all these years, I am happy to still call you a friend. Oh,
1: thank you, sir. This was a, it was a pleasure. Thank you. I know we've been trying to to get, make it happen for a while, so I'm glad it finally did.
0: Me too. (laughs) All right, well, we will talk soon, okay? All righty. And that'll do it for this episode of The Mouse and Me. If you liked what you've heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell all of your friends. If you didn't like it, well, tell your enemies. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok by searching The Mouse and Me. You can also email me at podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the channel, visit patreon.com slash themouseandme. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you real soon.